sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Hi! Hello! Jello! Hi! Hi everyone! <laughs> I think we're done. Are we done? Yep, that's okay. all we needed to do. All right, that was a good intro. Pretty yeah. solid. Like, like us. Mm-hmm. Who anyway. are we? <laughs> uh, I was about to. You'd stop shushing or shush. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to a couple of Sassholes podcast. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And I'm Heather Terry. And once more, this is our power hour of true crime, fucked up shit, fucked up people, fucked up situations. And things. And curse words. And curse words. Do and we cuss on here? Yes. Oh, okay. I remember it every time I have to click explicit <laughs> on our content. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So currently it's cold as fuck because it's January. I don't know why I wanted to announce what month it was, but sometimes Heather and I kind of fight with whether or not internally we should talk about like current events because you sometimes don't really know when people are going to be listening to the episode. Because for all we know, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts that are talking about fucking 2018. Yeah, I heard so. one the other day. She's like, I can't wait to see what 2017 brings. Aww. I was like, oh, that one's a better one than the 2020s. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything other than the 2020. That's true. So I have to tell you um, a fun fact. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday I was wearing um, a bodysuit. A very <laughs> as Heather laughs, I, was, I wear one of those like buttery soft. I always love whenever motherfuckers are like. It's it's that battery, battery soft, soft material, like that YouTube video with the two older people. It's like flaky, buttery, crispy crust. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. No. If anyone else does, just laugh with me. Just not your head. It's funny. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> and I had bacon that morning, and mm-hmm. I like it was probably two o'clock, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I just felt something on in my in my bodysuit, and I was like, "Well, let's dig in there. Let's ratch in." Yeah. It was a piece of bacon. <laughs> I had walked around. All From day. seven o'clock, seven yeah. fifteen, seven fifteen. There was a chunk of bacon. Well, in my bodysuit. <laughs> There's nothing that makes you feel sexier. I mean, right? Like you're trying to get fit. It's fucking January fifth. Everyone's like fighting their internal clock of wanting to like hibernate and nest, and then also like hit the gym and have a hot girl, girl summer and all that shit. But no, <laughs> I have bacon in my bodysuit. Bacon in your bodysuit. No, no. I mean, it sounds like a snack for me. A portable snack. Cordless snack. You just (laughs) reach down there. Heather goes, tell me for real. Did you eat it? I had to know. I was, number one, I was shocked you asked. Why? Because bacon like that is not good. That's like asking if I ate a piece of lettuce I found in my body. No. The answer is no. Lettuce is soggy and that was warmed by your belly. <laughs> you also have to remember where the bacon came from. It was like shitty bacon yeah. from a networking event. That's literally like, it was so crunchy. I'm not, which is, deli- I love crunchy bacon, but that was still shitty bacon. Listen, bacon in Terrytown is sacred. So, like, if I'm never allowed to throw it away, we'll, we'll be like, give me that. Like, if I, so that's why I, it's probably why I'm trained that way. I'm yeah. bacon trained. Well, I hear you. Yeah. Rock it out. Yeah. I was just double checking. Oh. Double checking. <laughs> Doing a little double check of a light. Jordan, our producer, made me um, have PTSD about a possible light being on that would imply that anytime an email came through, it would go through the sound. So I was just doing that double check. Um, Anywho, um, now that we've covered that I walked around for almost an entire day with bacon. With a snack. (laughs) 
I'm not letting it go. With a snack and being a snack. Oh, this bitch. Okay. <laughs> Talking about this bitch, these Stanley Cups. The, st- oh, the Stanley Cup you fight. Guys. You guys. So where do you stand on, okay, pause on the fact that a Stanley Cup is a fucking cup mm-hmm. that is completely overpriced, but yes. I can't say shit because I still covet the fact that I want a Louis Vuitton never full and, and bag that's an overpriced fucking knapsack. <laughs> an overpriced knapsack. I can't say shit. So yeah. at the end of the day, I can't say shit about fuck. Here's how I stand on oh, that. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. On I said, put that over to the side on okay. the price of it. How do you feel about these women who sell Arbon and are saying, why is like support your local businesses and support your friends versus spending the money on the cup? And I read a comment on someone who had wrote about that and they were like, and it, it's an, it's Arbon. I think it was an Arbon person. I don't give, I don't buy any of that shit on their stuff anyway. So I don't care. Yeah. But she's like, you say that you can't afford our products. But you'll buy a Stanley Cup. I mean, and I'm like, who the fuck are you <laughs> to come at me on how I spend my money? I mean, that's that's I see both sides of the coin because I mean, but it's but it's not a Stanley Cup. You're, so here's the thing: is you, you you're talking about apples and fucking oranges? Maybe yeah. that's the nice way of someone saying I don't want your fucking protein powder. Yeah, that's why I see both sides. I mean, I get on one side. She's like, well. It's too expensive. And then the other person's like, well, you bought that cup. Well, you're right. You can spend your money however the fuck you want. But it's a cup. It's yeah. not a protein powder. Mm-hmm. That's can. what I don't. I don't sit on if like I do not agree. If you're saying, why won't you support me? And you're saying my thing is too expensive. It would make sense if you were selling Stanley cups and I went to Target and bought a Stanley cup. That's true. It, you're talking co- two completely different things. You're not selling Stanley cups. Yep, I agree. You're selling green juice. Don't give them any ideas. That has nothing to do with it. I don't need anybody in my inbox saying, are you ready for a new change? Would you I like ju- this I'm cup? Just saying. I'm annoyed that like people have got to hate. That's like a realtor being mad that you didn't buy a house through them or didn't list a house through them. But then you went and got an but apartment. you did it yourself. <laughs> or you went and got an apartment. <laughs> I it just yeah. yeah right and I literally got a fucking apartment yeah you went and, and like, that has an apartment. nothing to do with you yeah my friend uh, I just like when people get all riled up on social media I'm like that gift the uh, Michael Jackson where he's eating the popcorn and thriller yeah I read that shit ooh I read it see I don't get involved ever and I never I never go through it but today I was getting a book from someone in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and so I took the three minute. Brooklyn scroll mm-hmm. and all three minutes of it was about the fucking Stanley Cups and I all three minutes of it and you know what's funny is our friend and co-worker Dave Spencer just came in here and he told us a fun little fact that you can read in his article at wbcard.com anyway he said that what did he say something about they used to be used to be to transport bull semen yeah, I wasn't going to mention it because I did not read anything about it. Oh, so that's... I have no information to give. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> Besides mean... a very two second. Hey, did you know that Stanley Cups were apparently started to transport bull semen? Yeah, he said it and then walked out. So he literally farted in the elevator and yeah. walked away. And but... now you're doing it again instead of us doing the research. That's, I researched us. enough for the show. They can Google. <laughs> that's why I said. Read, like, uh... read, just read something else. It's hearsay. I announced it. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I researched <your> enough. <laughs> we have another fun announcement. Yes. Sorry, I'm drinking tea. <laughs> and she looks like Kermit at me. <laughs> I was literally swallowing it over. She's like, we have an announcement. I'm like, I cannot react faster unless I spit this tea out of my mouth. You should have because it's that exciting. It, it is very exciting. You guys, you guys, we finally have a live event booked. We like, do. Finally. 
Um, Heather says finally, but to me, I'm like, still too soon. <laughs> I, I'm not a public speaker, so I'm like, I have been, Heather's been pushing for this. That's why she says finally. She's been pushing for this since probably episode seven. Yeah. And I've been pushing this off forever and always. I literally told, the one thing I told her, I go, I'll do a podcast with you, but there's one thing I will not do. And she was like, what's that? I was like, I'll never go on tour and I will never do a live event. Mm-hmm. And I said it. And Heather was like, I don't care that you said it. It's like my mom with me inviting people I don't want to invite to my wedding. I'm going to keep bringing it up, bitch. Here's the thing. I did. Pro- now that makes me sound like a bully. I did say I'd wait till you were comfortable with it. I don't I- think that made you sound like a bully. I think it's a consistent thing that you you wanted to do and that we uh, we have gotten to the place in our careers that we can do it. <laughs> or I wouldn't do it because I'm not going to get bullied into anything. Yeah, that's accurate. But yes, we you I think I caught you in a weak moment. You agreed. So I was like, okay, let's hurry up. I just have very much come to the realization that I'm never going to be a good I I was a very good public speaker awesome. and then COVID happened and I got I developed a new type of social anxiety that I didn't have before. And so now after that, I did a presentation at work and had a panic attack during it as I tell everyone who listens to our podcast. And it was honestly top three worst moments of my entire career you were pretty shaken yeah and so because of that i have never felt comfortable speaking in public again mm-hmm. because i have that glorious memory tapped into the back of my fucking skull that i'm like that's what's gonna happen so anyway for me to grow or get better or be able to like come over this hump i'm just gonna have to do it i'm gonna have to rip the band-aid off and you're gonna do it with your best friend doing what we do in a room every week except for it'll just be with other people to laugh at us so we like, oh, we are. Because we, we don't laugh. know if you guys we, are we, laughing. I'd like it be with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be at Brasher's, which we love. Brasher's Little Nashville. Yes. Downtown Owensboro, Kentucky. At, on March 3rd. I had to look because I forgot what day. March 3rd at noon. Yes. So come at 11. What is it called? Bra- uh, oh, Murder and Mimosas. Yes. <gasps> which we understand that is another podcast, but who cares? It's an event. Yeah. Like this isn't it. There. Thanks, Danica. We case, like your name. <laughs> if that's the case, no one would be able to do anything that's, themed ever. That's very true. A hundred percent. Murder and mimosas. It's like if we said creepy. There's a fucking podcast called Creepy. So it doesn't really matter. There's nothing we can do. That's right. So yes, doors open earlier. They open um, at eleven. Come say hello. Yeah. Please. At the end of the day, it is still January 5th and it hasn't even announced, but we wanted to make sure that we mentioned it now so that you guys were aware uh, whenever you do start seeing us communicate about it. That's right. 2% of our listeners are from Canada. Maybe they'll make the trip. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. (laughs) I would pee in my pants on stage, I think. And I would leave (laughs) because I'm pretty sure we're sitting really close to each other. Okay. Yeah. Just wear waterproof shoes. Yeah. It'll be fine. No. Anyway. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. Are we ready for you to tell us the story? Because it's a solo Heather trip. This is a solo trip. And this is going to be kind of a new trip for me. I did the research a little bit. I went back and tweaked it, which is a good thing because I got some of the names wrong. (laughs) So I learned that last night. That's why you don't do it on melatonin when I'm like, I'm going to get this done. Yeah. Um, Because I mixed the names up. Oh, is it anything like whenever I did a whole story and said the wrong name? What was that? It was Gabby Bettino, the most important story to me. Not the most important. Every story in every life matters. But it was one that I was particularly passionate about because of van life, not because it was a cute couple. But it was I kept saying Brandon instead of Brian Lowry. Yes. And at the very end, I was like, have I been fucking saying Brandon? And I had been. It was Brian Lowry. I think that's the name of that. Laundry. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Brian, not Brandon. I'm a fucking twat. So well, I get it. 
Where Shit happens. That's right. But hopefully I fixed it all. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. So my sources today, uh, Wikipedia, the Michigan Daily, NBC News, Wave3.com. And then there's a snapped episode of the Killer Couples, um, episode three of season five. Now, there's a lot of conflicting information on this one so like you can listen to one podcast read an article watch a show and it there's a lot of different stuff so i kind of cherry picked from the most consistent so not saying this is this is going to be the best it can be let's just say that i get that um when i went to michigan for the holidays my cousin is a lieutenant at the macomb corrections facility and he's actually the one who told me when i was up there about the story because i was like give me a story i want to talk about michigan so, oh, that's fine. So, that's yeah. Creative. So, he gave me this, and one of the guys in the story was actually housed at his prison for a while. So, Ooh. yes. Okay. Samantha Bachinski was born in 1986 in Emlay City, Michigan, which is about 30 miles from Flint and has about 3,700 people. So, that gives you the how big that town is. Now, her dad was arrested when she was young for a sexual offense. So it was just her, her mom, and her younger brother. And everything I read said that she didn't get a lot a lot of love and affection or attention growing up because her mom worked all the time to support them. Uh, in high school, she was described as introverted, had low self-esteem. She didn't have very many friends. And then to top that off, a couple of them mentioned that she was a little bit overweight. So she um, was really isolated and kind of depressed. So she mm-hmm. kind of just threw herself into school. Despite all that, she graduated near the top of her class, and then she had dreams of becoming a nurse. In the fall of 2005, she was 19. She went online because deep down, she really wanted love. She wanted a boyfriend. Well, who doesn't? Right. Who and doesn't want some loving? <laughs> she went online to find a boyfriend, and it didn't take long. So after a few weeks, she, uh, 27-year-old Patrick Selipek slid into her DMs. I know that last name. You do. I saw that look on your face. So you're like, hmm. I've been, I've been literally like folk honing in to see if I know the story and I'm like I know that last name yeah I don't know how I don't know shit about fuck but I know that last name (laughs) Patrick was born in Detroit in October of 1978 and he was raised there his dad wasn't in the picture and his mom apparently dated a lot of dudes and they would uh, mentally and physically abuse him quite a bit his Mm -hmm. mom ended up kicking him out when he was 17 and he went down a dark road of drugs and alcohol etc at 18, he was arrested for armed robbery, and he got eight years in prison. Wow. Yeah. Armed robbery, eight years. At but we 18. can rape kids and get two. Yeah. I don't know why I just got mad about that. <laughs> I don't understand I why don't understand. robbery robbery offenses be, are, are so high. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's someone who's had their home robbed. And I bet there, it's a horrible feeling of having somebody in your space and going through your shit and, and trashing it. I totally, yeah. I'm comprehending that. Mm-hmm. I just think that people get more time for that than they do for causing bodily and emotional and mental physical harm for other people. And yeah. they don't get as much time. I don't understand the justice system in general because somebody can get off for five years for manslaughter. I heard one yesterday where it should have been like life because normally other people would get life, but yeah. they like knocked it down because it was a white man in the... 50s or 60s and it was like five years so i didn't to think that my life would be worth someone being in jail for five years exactly yeah. is unbelievable and it was a horrible and killed two people and but anyway oh my god yeah we digress but eight years armed robbery and his deep-seated mm-hmm. anger was fueled while he was in there i mean he was 18 years old and went straight into sorry let me reference i know you said armed robbery and we were just talking about robbery i always wonder too if it's like i don't know did they hit someone with a gun i don't know 
I guess that's I the other part is yeah. like because you don't know. I guess because if it's armed robbery and you go into a home and there's possibly people there, it's likely you'd end up killing them. So I wonder if that's preventative care. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't or they know. were like, you're going to be a fuck up. We're trying to make an example because you just turned 18. You never mm-hmm. know. Why the fuck yeah. does anybody do anything? Yeah. Um, after he got out of prison, he figured out that women found him attractive. And although he hated the world, he loved them hoes. So, Patrick, I, yeah, here, I, I took a picture because I know you're going to make, let me see, let me I need, see. If you're going to tell me that okay. he was hot, I need to know why. Um, I don't agree. Oh, he's got that naughty boy He's thing. got like a white rapper, he's dirty, He's got 100% like, wrap it up or you're going to walk away with chlamydia look. <laughs> 100%. He looked like he got that dirty dick. He, oh, yeah, definitely he a VD medication. Is that yeah. the venereal might disease? might be a shot in the, right the ass afterwards. Is yes. that the right one? Okay. I had to remember. <laughs> Why? It happened last week for you, right? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, no. <laughs> of course. Of, I don't even think you need to say for the record. <laughs> God. So after a few years and none of his girlfriends worked out, he went online on a dating site and he met Samantha. She actually knew about his ar- his armed robbery prison stint and it turned her on. Like she went from she was a good girl and then was like, oh, you've been in prison. That I, That's hot. Needless to say, when they had sex for the first time, she became obsessed and Patrick ate that shit up. So, like, she was obsessed with him. He took her virginity. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm in love with you. And he was like, oh, you love me. That's awesome. Pretty much. Sounds about right. Yeah. Five months into their relationship, he proposed. Sounds right. Yeah. That's usually on brand. 18. On brand. Yeah. He was 20. Yeah. 27. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On brand. <laughs> Her family was like, uh, what the fuck? That was fast. But they were happy. They were like, well, she's finally happy. So I guess we'll support with support See, it. I would support it to the degree that I could. Like if if in that particular case or whatever, you're like, all you can do is support it as a family member and just hope you're not the one paying for the wedding. Yeah. Like you can. I can tell you how many times I've seen couples. I'm like, you're going to get divorced. But what are you going to do? Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. That's something I struggle with just daily. Just support it. Yes, Keeping it is. my mouth shut. We both, we, everyone struggles. Just yeah. tell it your best friend. Don't tell the person. Yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cut to February 16th, 2006. Now, I left out some stuff between their engagement and what I'm, yeah. the day I'm cutting to, but I'll tell you about that in a little bit. So February 16th, 2006, the new Baltimore Police Department got a call uh, from the father of a 27-year-old, Melissa Barrels, who he said couldn't get a hold of her. And there was a weird message on her answering machine that her his son-in-law was talking. And it said, I have taken Melissa to the hospital and I will get back to you as soon as I can. And her dad was like, what? That's weird. So he called yeah. the hospitals and they she wasn't there. Um, they went to do a welfare check on the two and the lock was broken on the door and they searched the home for intruders because they were like, well, they could still be in here. Right. They went in the bedroom and it was being renovated and under a rug and some trash clearly placed on top of there. They found two bodies. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. They were wrapped head to toe in duct tape and plastic and they unwrapped them to discover it was sadly Melissa and Scott. Yeah. Scott was beaten very badly and had severe blunt force trauma to the head. And Melissa's lips and face were blue from strangulation. 
The police said that there was a really strong smell of bleach and it was overwhelming and they kept searching the house, but obviously it had been, you know, cleaned up. They did find a receipt from a CVS, which is weird because New Baltimore is where my cousins live. So mm-hmm. I've been to the CVS several times. And at 3 a.m. in the morning, the previous morning, there was a receipt. And the only thing that was on there was duct tape. While while the cops waited for the warrant uh, for that video footage, they got the autopsy results back of the barrels. Scott's body, in addition to basically having his head beaten in, they he had uh, signs of manual strangulation. They also apparently injected him with 12 or more syringes full of bleach so he was tortured to death melissa didn't have bleach in her system the report said but it did show something else she was 10 weeks pregnant i knew it the second you're gonna like it shows something else yeah it always has to be that yeah and that's why they were renovating that room they were going to turn it into a nursery oh yeah and they had just started doing a lot the cops got the video back from the drugstore and they saw a woman with sunglasses on at 3 a.m buying duct tape and released it to the news and it didn't take long for several people to call the tip line and identify that it was 19 year old samantha pachinski who had no criminal record by the way that's wild i'm literally looking real quick i'm like what does bleach do in your system yeah like what is bleach injection in like do you because you say tortured but i'm like i oh yeah oh you're gonna get to it Mm because i'm like okay i'm kind of curious about yeah it'll fuck you up but yeah there was more now samantha's mom was like well she's with her fiance so then they went on the hunt for them both and they looked at patrick selipak's history and they were like oh shit he had just completed that jail sentence that i was talking about and do you want to know he had just completed another jail sentence and i'm going to tell you what he did okay so in november of 2005 he was arrested for choking his ex and dragging her into his his car by her hair, slammed her head into the center console, and then he beat the shit out of her, basically. And when she started screaming, he put sand in her mouth. Like, fucked up shit. How aggressive. Yeah. Keep in mind, this was an overlap. So he was dating Samantha at the time that he did all this. And she still stuck by his side. Because in all of that, do you want to know how many days in jail he got for that? Oh, tell me nothing. 64. Okay. Mm -hmm. He pled guilty to that charge, and they considered his time served, and he was released. Now, this is also the fucked up part. Oh, there's... There's all of this is. You know I say it every time, but this is one that sticks. Sorry, I'm trying to Google what happens when you do... When you inject bleach, and all this is telling us how Trump told us to do that if we got... To to prevent ourselves from getting COVID. (laughs) That's all I could find is they're like... Trump supports you injecting bleach. I'm like, oh, my God, I give up. I give up. Now, prisoners are supposed to get a parole hearing, apparently, within in the state of Michigan at this time, 45 days after. They're supposed to be scheduled for one, at least. Okay. And guess whose paperwork never got filed? Mm. Patrick. So he was supposed to still be in jail during this time, and he was released because someone didn't file paperwork. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when he proposed to Samantha, you know, every girl's dream, he gets out of jail for when he got out of jail and proposed, that was when he got out of jail for almost killing his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And she still agreed to it. But she knew. And so she knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. She knew all this. So like also, in my opinion, he like lives could have been saved because obviously it's called killer couples. And I'm talking about these two fuckers. So right. spoiler alert. But like he was supposed to be in jail. Like he would have. Yeah. 
That's usually it just the makes case. me mad. So like I hate I, it, but it's usually the justice system yeah. being overloaded and overlooking things. They did an, a whole like the governor even got involved. They did a whole overhaul of how they do everything because of this a fucking piece of paper. Yep. And anyway, they began a nationwide manhunt for the couple, and they didn't find them for several days. On February 21st, the cops got a call from a woman named Tara Beecham in Owasso, Michigan, which is about 100 miles away. She said she knew Samantha through, like, mutual friends. They weren't, like, best friends, but they were, like, acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And they just showed up at her house earlier that day. She said, now, Samantha had pink hair now, and then he had shaved his head. And she was like, do you like my new look? And they were hanging out, pretending like nothing was wrong just she was like this is weird but you can come in and while they were there her other friend calls her and her other friend was like dude you know that samantha chick that goes to the bar with us i swear to god she's wanted for murder and could you be so fucking scared could you imagine me like hang on i'm gonna go take this call and they're like they are on the run for murder and they're just in your house and apparently one of the reports said they had asked her to hide a duffel bag and not ask questions i 100 percent would be like hey theo betty come with me like upstairs while I take this call and then I'd climb out a window. Right? A hundred percent. And yeah. I would leave my house. I'm like, I'm not about to get killed. Do you want to know what this badass does? Kills him. No. Oh. <laughs> I wish. No. She, Tara came, comes up with this plan. She's like, hey, uh, you guys, I have a job interview that I can you give me a ride to this hotel? It was the, the Comstock Inn. She's like, that's where I have a job interview I need to get to. So they were like, oh, okay. So they get in. They, I guess she, if she looked like if somebody came over to my house, I'm in fucking leggings yeah. and a fucking T-shirt. It worked out. She I've was done like, so much in this chair over here. So my I back. Know, I'm like wondering how the level. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, guys. I'm still I've stayed the same distance from the mic. But yeah. I can't sit on this fucking stool. I know. And so I'm stuck standing. And then whenever I'm stuck chair? standing, I had to take off my shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't stand in here. Do you want this? Like no, it's fine. OK. But I've been very um, distracting. It is what it is. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, wait, no. What I was going to say, is somebody came over any given day to my house, I would not look like I was in a job interview. Hell no. But I'm super curious if she's staying at a hotel. Obviously, it's probably not like I need to have my A-line. The Comstock in, so my, she could have been like, oh, yeah. this is fine, you know. I'm going to be a housekeeper or something. I mean, or they caught her on smart. a good day. I look like a troll living under a bridge the second I walk in my house. I hear you. Like, the second. There's I no way. I hear you, and I've witnessed it. Yeah, you have. Same. <laughs> you an oversized sweatshirt and some fucking yoga yeah. pants, no bra. What? That, that's right. What? What? <laughs> so Tara, they they take her to the Comstock Inn and she runs in. I would sprint so fast. I would put like a heather shaped hole in the wall, like through the wall. Mm-hmm. And she called the cops as soon as she got there. And then they got there in minutes and swarmed their truck because they were waiting outside. And when they approached these two fuckers. Oh, they were waiting outside they for an interview to be done. She that's gave them nice. the ride. Yeah. But when they, they swarmed the truck, they fell asleep. So they were just sleeping outside in the truck. And they wake up and there's all these cops around them with guns pointed at them. And they're like, oh, shit. So they Cute. get out. They search this truck. In the back, they lifted up the tarp. And there was a body in the truck. It was wrapped head to toe in duct tape and plastic, just like the barrels were. Sorry, one question mm-hmm. that I did not pick up. Mm-hmm. Was this in February? Is that what you said? February 21st? Yes, in okay. Michigan, at that. So yeah, I just not like chilled. Dallas or August or anything. It yeah, was, <laughs> that's what I was. That's exactly what I was asking. Was yeah. it hot or cold outside? Oh yeah, Michigan in February. My body can definitely. It's a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. Put that chicken in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this bitch. No, you don't okay. know. You don't know. They, what I'm saying? 
They identified him as 52-year-old Fred Aww. Johnson, and that was actually his stolen truck that they were driving. Motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So they put him in the back of his own truck and then drove around. Fred had been reported missing by loved ones several days earlier. They took the two in, and Samantha immediately was like, nope, I'm not talking. I want to talk to a lawyer. Now, Patrick, on the other hand, wouldn't shut his fucking mouth. and Leave it to a guy. Right. Before this, he was like, Samantha didn't do any of this. It was all me. I'll tell you whatever you want, but it was all me. She didn't do anything. That's what he was saying. But she was over there like, give me my lawyer. And this is what he says happened. He said once he proposed, like after he was like, cool, now we need money. So he was going to go steal things and resell them. And he said, this story is so fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Okay. They usually don't. Right? I know. Like, I want to know how he concocted this. That That's what I want to know. Like, whenever you're like, I'm going to kill somebody. And then you come up with like a story and you're just like, this is it. This yeah. is the story. This is, this is what I was going to do. Yeah. So he wants to keep in mind, steal and resell, right? He set his eyes on produce. Now tell me the black market markup for some fucking stolen tomatoes. Like, what do you, if you do avocados, you've got five minutes to sell them before they go bad. That's probably the most expensive thing you can sell. But I mean, what, why, why and why? I want to know the same thing. I don't get it. So he he's going to start this black market produce ring from a local grocery store, which it's, I can't get over it. He made friends with one of the employees there and guess who it was? Melissa Barrels. Oh, yeah. He made friends with somebody, and uh. this is his story, right? Oh, sorry, yeah. right? Yeah, they did know each other, but this is what he was claiming. Now, because I read a couple of different things, like they, one of them said they met online and had a relationship, but they never said if it was anything more than just friends. And again, this is what he's saying the cops. So some people were saying, well, they had an intimate relationship. Some people are like, no, she was literally just worked at the store and he would go and talk to her and she was a nice person. Yeah. That's, that's the one I believe that she yeah. was just nice to him. I agree. Yeah. So he said that Melissa would tell him just in conversation when the trucks would come in so he could steal it. Like, steal the stuff right, right off the truck. This is so stupid. I know. He said he was hanging out with Melissa and her husband the day that they were killed, and Melissa said she was pregnant, and then Scott got pissed off. Right. So, like, the speculation of they were sleeping together, like, is that my kid type of thing is what he was insinuating. Well, the insinuating. best thing you can do whenever a woman is murdered is to then blame her mm-hmm. and then act like the child is not her husband. Exactly. Because that's the most appropriate thing that we do in society he's such a fuckbag i swear to god and yeah he just kept saying they slept together but i don't know he just fucking sucks he claimed that scott melissa's husband grabbed a knife and lost his shit and he was protecting himself okay you don't do all of this when you're in self-defense you stupid motherfucker yeah like oh Grab, grab something. Let's inject him with bleach. Beat his head in, then go. Yeah, okay. He said he had to kill Melissa because he killed Scott. He didn't want her by herself. He, was he didn't like, want her by herself or to tell? To tell, but he was like, oh, well, uh-huh. I already killed her husband. So he's so stupid. And then he was like, well, Scott's still alive. So he went and killed Melissa. And then he figured out that Scott was still alive. So he put a bag over his head and then left, went to the pharmacy, bought bleach and syringes. And Bud Ice, by the way, he went, he bought beer with this. This is proven. That's true. And injected him. Then he said he called Samantha, was like, hey, come over here. Like she wasn't even there, he was saying, uh, to help him cover it all up. And then the two went to Lalo in Flint, Michigan and got a hotel room. Even though there's camera footage of her being the one leaving. Yes. Yes. 
They then he says they went to a local bar and befriended Sweet Fred Johnson, which that part is true. He they went to a, I think it was a gay bar called Triangles, which sounds super fun or something like that. Triangles, something fun, I'm not tea. something some some fun gay bar, right? Oh wait, well, that's the Eiffel Tower, huh? What? Are you thinking of the sex position? Yes. <laughs> Were you not? <laughs> so I was like, trying to think of the real sound like fun. I was trying to think of the real name. Isn't that like the gay symbol? Isn't triangles like oh, relevant in the LGBTQ plus? I, I shouldn't. I think I missed I the letter. I think that's right, though. I've been to a bar in Louisville called that. Okay. Any hooser. So Fred, they said, or he said that Fred seemed lonely. And after they chatted and asked if they could stay with him, he was so kind. He agreed. His wife of 30 years was out of town. He was like, yeah, if you guys need a place to stay, I, which I, I wonder too, if you're at a bar, how drunk were you? Right. That's my question. Like get, get me three glasses of fucking Pinot Grigio. And yeah, I will totally <laughs> offer you my guest room. A hundred percent. Without I, one fucking doubt. See, I'm more of a, let's plan a trip. I'm a I'm a bar trip planner. Yeah, but you can get out of that. I have to wake up and fucking make them eggs and bakey the next day. Just take it out of your jumpsuit. Right. Or your bodysuit. My jumpsuit. <laughs> After I got done painting the walls. That's right. <laughs> so that part actually did happen. They did. Fred did. was like, yeah, you can come stay. And they went and hung out and stuff. They went to that. Um, what's that town in Michigan with the Christmas cheer? Franken. Frankenmuth. What is it? Frankenmuth. Frank, that. They went there even. Wow, as a squad. that's super like, like he. Everyone loved fun him. And pretty. Everyone loved him, and he was a really nice guy. So after a few days, they were at. Wait, hold on. So he, his wife this, was out of town, and he was at a gay bar. <laughs> yeah, they were married like thirty years, and he was at a gay bar when she was out of town. Yes. Okay, so he was gay. Uh, that we don't know. They, hundred, honey, one of them. There said, ain't no. There is not one straight man no. in this entire world that just hangs out at a gay bar. I mean. I get it. Or he lived next door. I don't know. I don't, nothing, I, I can't Ain't say. no way. No, nope. I, <laughs> I am speculating with fact on that one. He, but this actually did happen. Like he, they did meet him there. I one hear of, you. One of the reports said that um, Patrick was going to act like he was gay. And then that's how he met 100%. him. And that's then, and, but then the show and the other one said no. So I don't know. But I mean, that is. That He's is, gay. I have not one question, not one doubt. Yeah. If I bumped into Travis when I was partying with you and our beautiful gays and he was at a gay bar, I'd be like, and you're gay. And I didn't know it. And now I know. (laughs) There's no question. There's no rhyme or reason. Just like buying black market tomatoes. (laughs) Are you not? It is. Now, if you were with your gay best friend and they were like, I want you to see this gay bar, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But he was there by himself because he's gay. It is what it is. And that's okay. (laughs) No, no. After a few days of them staying at his house, and this is still Patrick telling the story, but this part did actually happen. Fred came home from work and was like, "Um, you guys are on the news. I'm going to turn you in. That was stupid of him. Why didn't he just call the cops? You're on the news. Why did you do that? I think he felt like a little hurt because he thought he had like new friends or whatever. And Patrick pulls a gun and shot him and then strangled him in his own kitchen. And then the so they put him in the back of his own truck and then went back in. She smoked a cigarette. He had a beer. And then they left. Wow. Literally no feelings about this stuff, huh? No. So, okay. The cops go back to Samantha and they're like, uh, hey, he's he's talking over there. You, you sure you're going to keep your mouth shut? Or like, we still doing the whole lawyer thing? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, can I change my mind? And then they're like, sure. She had no idea that he had made the whole story about him and left her out of it. 
of course. Yeah. So their goal was to get her dumbass told right good cop work. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. They're always going to do that. Anytime you kill or something happens with somebody else, they're gonna split you up. They're going to split you up, and then they're going to tell you that the other person's tattling, whether or not they're tattling. Yeah. Always. And they they did, and they, they respected. She got Miranda uh, three three times by two different sets of police officers. Then one of them went back and said, have you had access to a phone? And she said, she said no. And they said, here, do you want to call your lawyer or whatever? Because they can't talk to her. And then she's like, well, can I change my mind? And they're like, well, you have to have a lawyer. So they actually had to call the prosecutor and be like, can we talk to her? Because she's saying she doesn't want a lawyer anymore. She wants to talk to us right now. Yeah. So they like went through all the proper channels and, and we're good about it. Now, Samantha starts talking about her own involvement and obviously didn't match his story. She said that he'd plan this in advance and his, that wasn't the story at all. Like she didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Exciting. I can't wait to hear the real story. Yeah. And this is what this is what they said. They said that they had planned they were going to kill the barrels. This is what she said. This is what she says that they okay. were going to do. Yeah, okay. sorry. She said that the two of them were going to kill the barrels, steal their identities, fix their house up, sell it, and then start their lives together as Scott and Melissa. Just going to do that. Because he had so many, like, he had issues because of his convictions that he couldn't get a good job or something. Is that the... They just thought that was an easy, quick money. I know, but it also sounds like, too, like he would never be able to do... There's yeah, also makes that. Sense. Yeah. They probably weren't that smart. Also that. <laughs> so maybe maybe it was just a... But that kind of seems like a smart plan. I don't know. But I, I don't mean, think I've ever been like, you know what? I'm kind of the same height. He didn't look... Height and weight of that person. Like, yeah. I would guess you had... You can't steal someone's identity without at least being the height. Yeah. Like, bare minimum, give me the height. <laughs> I can change my hair, and I can change my face, and I can change my fucking eye color. Yeah. But the height. In the town of where they were going to do this in New Baltimore, it's like, we looked it up. I think it's like 11,000 people. So, like, it's a, oh my God. everyone, that's where my cousins live. They know everyone. Like, like, doing it in the home, it's one thing if you if you killed people here in Owensboro, took their identity dyed your hair, whatever, took their credit cards and all their shit, and then moved to Wisconsin. Right. Then you're, you're good. But, like, she was at the store all the time. She was close to her family. Like, people are going to notice right. that, like, it's just stupid. Anyway, oh she said that she was with Patrick at the Barrel's house, and he forced Scott to go, because Melissa called and said, I'm at work. So they busted, like, he knocked on the door. Scott's like, what are you doing here? And he busts in, and then at gunpoint, he Melissa calls, and he holds a gun on him, and he's like, go pick her up. I'm coming with you. So they go pick her up from work, and I just can't imagine being Scott having to drive. I wouldn't have done it. To pick, you know what I mean? I would have never done it. I don't think I would have either. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed he did. And, if somebody yeah. did that, if if it was me, I'd drive right to the police station and be like, make your call right now. Kill me. I think he was promising him the whole time because I thought that too. And one thing I read, like he was promising him, like, I I just want your money. I just want your car. Like, just go. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, but then why would he need to pick up his wife? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know? I don't know. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Then at gunpoint, he had Scott write a fake note about the hospital bullshit and tape it to the door. And then he recorded the fake answering machine message mm. that her dad heard about the same hospital shit then he beat scott with the butt of the gun put a bag over his head and then samantha put a belt around his neck while patrick choked him my god yeah and then then she had samantha choose how they would end scott's life and she came up with the plan about the bleach and like scott's still alive during all of this I'm so sad. by the way like he 
And they were telling him that Melissa was okay, even though she was not alive anymore. So I don't want to, I'm not going to go like to, he had a very slow and painful death. Let's just put it that way. Because I mean, obviously, and so, so did Melissa. They were both begging for their lives the whole time. I'm sure. And their unborn, ch- unborn child. Yeah. They told, they told Melissa, she said she just wanted to call her parents and they said, yeah, we'll let you call them real quick outside. And then that's when they did it. On February 23rd of 2006, Samantha and Patrick were charged with first degree murder of Scott and Melissa Barrels. Patrick pled guilty on all charges, so that included Fred Johnson, too, which got him mandatory life without parole. And then they think that he wanted notoriety with that case, so he thought he would get famous from it. So, like, that's why he was like, no contest. Like, what are you doing? Like, they asked him if he wanted to set a bail. I wanted a bail hearing, and he laughed. Like, he he was so cocky and douchey in all the videos that I saw him in trial. It was, it's nauseating. Like, he has no remorse. In October, Samantha's trial began, and her lawyer said that she was scared of him and played that card really hard. Like, oh, she was scared of Patrick. That's the only thing you can do. Right? They threw their only their only card. They said that she was so obsessed with Patrick that she would do anything for him, and she was forced at gunpoint to help him kill the couple. Now, what I left out was that when they got engaged, they went straight to the Gibraltar Trade Center, which it's I don't even think it's open anymore, but they went there. It's like a flea markety type place i think and stole a, a gun the same day they got that's how they celebrated and then they also a few days later between the two weeks before they killed scott and melissa they went and um they were robbed a couple people but they held up a mr pita restaurant with like two high school kids working and then he ordered like 14 veggie delight pita things and then yeah it, they were like okay because they were getting ready to close and yeah. then he gets the food and then holds them up at gunpoint takes the money and then he's like stay in school and get education you don't want to end up like me and then takes the videotape the surveillance tape and runs out yeah how do you take the surveillance tape he went into he's just sitting in the front you know yeah and then they they had um and then they went and stole another gun from a denims and like he had her go talk to the the gun guy about treadmills and the guy was like sure and he walks away from the desk he goes in the back steals money uh, holds up the manager at gunpoint at the sporting goods store and makes her empty the safe takes a shotgun like how did they not find him already? They, I mean, this they were hiding out um, at the motel with the two week span. Like, and then he didn't even spend Valentine's Day with her. He had him, her, drop him off at another friend. Like, th- this, all, all of this is fucked. Like, he was like, drop me off at my friend's house and ignored her. And apparently, Samantha went home and like cried and then went and picked him up the next day. I just can't even like the whole uh, sporting goods store. I bought my gun from Academy, mm-hmm. and that process is so fucking intense. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't, they stole the money from there. So like, I know, but that's why I'm like the fact that he left the counter. <laughs> well, because, because of them selling firearms, there's more cameras in those yeah. locations because you can't like at one point, right whenever I was leaving and I was holding my gun case, they were like, you don't hand this to him, to your, to who you're with in any way, shape or form until you're inside of your vehicle. Oh yeah. Because it could look like even if I walked out into the parking lot and handed the gun to Travis, just to put it in the car. Mm-hmm. We could get arrested because yeah. it looks like I I bought the gun and gave it to Travis. Yeah. So it's like just to me in the mindset of like that particular like mm-hmm. building to rob, there's more cameras yeah. than any other place. Yeah. They went in the back office and took the money out of the safe and got out of there somehow. I don't know. It was like a two week window. So they probably still could have been looking for him because they didn't stay in one spot very long. I mean, who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? This, but it is that is a good point because there's a lot. Yeah, of, I'm just like, I don't know how they would have got away with that part. Yeah. I understand robbing some veggie pita place, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a good point, though. 
because then it's extra cameras. Okay, so they were saying that she was so obsessed with Patrick that she would do anything for him, and she was forced at gunpoint the whole time. Now, the defense even called freaking Patrick to the stand, and he got up there. Like, the defense called, right? He got up there, and he was smirking, and he he didn't want to help clear her name. He didn't. He said, I'm not talking. I don't have anything to say. The whole time, he was, she was like, oh, he's got me. He's got me. And then he got up there, and he was he smirked and looked right at her and was like, I don't have anything to say. Fucking egg. Ugh. What would you think? I don't know. They both suck. Like, but none like, of that shocks me at all. Like, why would he clear it? It means he could possibly get less time. It doesn't. Well, I mean, he it's already, one thing if he was right, but if he was the spearheader versus he he had a compliant partner, it changes the dynamic of his own case. Well, his he already was thrown know, away, and the key was a lot like no parole, no nothing. I know, so. but if he can take somebody down with him, he's a yeah, fucking cunt. He sucks bad. His story annoys me. I know. I'm annoyed. So she immediately like looks devastated and lost her shit in the courtroom and starts crying because duh. Yeah. And um, Samantha was found guilty on all charges. And during Good. during her sentencing, she made a statement crying, saying she didn't want anyone to die and begging them for leniency. You didn't want anyone. Okay. You, you literally went, named you how you were going to kill somebody. And you spent days hanging out with somebody. Yes. And. He left her alone to go buy bleach. Yep. And that was at least 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes. She could have ran to the neighbors. She could have ran away. Because where their house is, my cousins drove me past the house. And it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. She could have ran eight she, feet yeah. to the next door and been like... Or whenever he killed the guy, she goes in and smokes a cig. Yeah. There was a lot of things. Like, he goes to pee at Tara's house. And she's like, can you help me? I'm, you know, any. Yeah. There's so I don't believe any of that bullshit either. And uh, she got life without parole at age 20 for Scott and Melissa and then an additional 23 to 75 years for Fred. Good. Yeah. They're in separate prisons now and they obviously no longer speak. And that is the sad story of the murders of Melissa Barrels, Scott Barrels, and Fred Johnson by Patrick Selipak and Samantha Bachinski. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I always wonder what those killer couples like. Obviously, you're going to eventually get caught. Like, there's just it is what it is. You're going to get caught, and then you're yeah. not going to be together. Yeah, because you're not going to be in the same prison. There's no way in hell, no matter what scenario in any planet in yeah. any world, are you going to be in the same place? No. Best case scenario, you'll get to like write each other letters and rub one out to it. Like, what's the fucking oh point? <laughs> I don't see the point. I don't get it. Yeah. Or like that uh, that prison show where they um, they write letters to the toilet. There's one prison that's like straight up instead of like wide. It's up. I think it's in Louisville. I could be wrong because I'm wrong. I don't lot. know anything about. Okay. So they, they do like the jail, like the jailhouse before they send them to prisoner yeah. for their court hearings. And they'll, they call it talking through the toilet. And they send notes as they flush them. They tie them to strings that they rip off of their sheets. I mean, look, the look you're giving me is so funny. And they they send notes to each other. They talk through the toilet. Weirdos. I know. With I mean, like, not weirdos. At the end of the day, you're in jail. But and they talk through the toilet with tubes of paper towel rolls. And they call it talking in the toilet. I just, I'm not sticking my face down there to talk to some voice in jail. Oh, you don't know anything, girl. If you were in jail for eight years. <laughs> I ain't putting shit past me in any scenario. Tomorrow, the whole world goes to shit, and we're all doing crazy fucking shit to survive. I'll do whatever the fuck it takes to survive. I mean, that's true. Yeah. And if, if I'm point. if I'm stuck in a fucking cell, I'll talk to whoever through a fucking toilet. I just need to talk. I need to, I need to get my feelings out. Who knows? Shit fire, though. That's right. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's it. I, I wrote down this story, the episode three, season five, so I could watch it. Yeah. 
It's a bizarre. I want to feel like I get to read a book that I already know the story to. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. um, And then I want to show you a picture of her really quick. I have it saved. So this is, that's her after the trial. All right. Yeah. She looks like fucking uh, Bette Midler in Hocus Pocus. (laughs) At the trial, she did look really bizarre because that's what she was trying to change her hair. Now, now she looks a little bit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a double take, but the video that they released to the public. I'm going to go to my desk and literally look them up. Oh yeah. The video that they released to the public of her walking it, she looked crazy going in at 3 a.m. buying duct tape at CVS and the CVS is not mainly, it's a little one. And she had sunglasses on at 3 a.m. and the cashier said she was completely calm. See, she could have told the fucking cashier. Anyway, but the, the cashier said that she was completely calm and she told her she was using it for painting at 3 a.m mm-hmm. that's when i paint that's i mean that's when i ever i get in, in my inspo well great story thanks i mean terrible story but i mean yeah good retelling of a shitty situation yeah okay well well you guys um we love you and we appreciate you you know what we do and um don't forget to come to our live event murder and mimosas on march 3rd noon at brasher's little nashville yes look at that that was a good plug I plug away. Plug away. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Theodore, can I put that go?